Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Tonight, it's really a privilege to be able to, to minister to you. We've been going through this series on spiritual warfare. I really believe that tonight God is breaking addictions in people's lives. So if you're here, you've been struggling with stuff over and over and you can trust the Lord that tonight something will break off. Certain urges and cycles and things will lift off your life in the name of Jesus. I also sense the Holy Spirit is going to deal with relational dysfunction as well. Just an inability to connect and have proper relationships. God is just breaking that off tonight. Mm. And so... We, we, we started two weeks ago with a, with a series on spiritual warfare. The first week we spoke about the fact that there is a spiritual world. And the importance of this is the fact that if you understand that there's a world beyond that which you can see and perceive with your natural five senses, then you can operate in another realm. And we know that this realm, the seen realm, is influenced by the unseen realm. The seen realm is influenced by the unseen realm. That means what your life is today is a manifestation of what is coming from the unseen realm. The Word of God says in the book of Hebrews that we know that the worlds were formed through the Word of God so that that which, we, that which is, is seen was made or originates from that which was invisible. And it is important that you become technical in this area. You can't just have a faint idea that there is another realm because the unknown of that will just cause you to be a little bit nervous about the potential of what could come from the unseen realm. But the Word of God gives us the perspective of what it is that is beyond the veil so that we don't have to be afraid of what is on the other side. In fact, we will understand that there is authority given us to be able to operate in such a way that we have dominion in this realm and in the next and this is amazing because it doesn't just operate with old people. It doesn't just operate for men. It operates for everybody. For everybody. And then the second week we spoke about the authority of the believer. This is tremendous. This is huge. If you can get a hold of it, you will probably be tempted to start a ministry because of the kind of breakthroughs that you will see. Most of us are aware of the authority of God, but we don't understand our own authority. And this authority only comes in when you are born again. If you are not born again, you are just another human being. But if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new species. This is true. This is not just Bible. This is a reality. So if you look at your neighbor and they are born again, they are something else. They are something else. And the Apostle Paul said, we used to consider one another according to the flesh, but we do so no longer because if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God who has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And then, and so it is so important, that authority of the believer gives you authority over diseases, over demons, right? And some would even venture to say over the elements. 
Remember when Jesus was in the boat? His disciples were freaking out because there was a storm on. And what happened? Jesus was sleeping in the boat. And his disciples woke him and said, how can you sleep? Don't you care that we perish? And he said, where is your faith? He stood up and he rebuked the wind. And he rebuked the storm and said, peace be still. And immediately the storm stood still and it calmed down. And then the disciples looked at Jesus and said, what manner of man is this? What kind of man that even the waves and the winds, they obey him? Now the question is for you, are you a victim or a victor? Are you a victim or a victor? And we sang today, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. That, that victory that belongs to Jesus and belongs to him belongs to you as well. Tell your neighbor, you need to wake up. There are things that are being deposited to you that you are unaware of. You are struggling with hunger while there is a whole banquet before you. And then today we're speaking about the power of the name of Jesus. There is power in the name. You know, most of the time we know the song, uh, break every, break every, break every. Have you ever broken chains? Right? There is power. And we're going to deal with that today. Let me rush through. Give us there the first one. So over the next couple of weeks, or over the past few weeks, we've already been seen, even in the service. I remember this morning, after the service, we were praying for somebody, two people, and then one of them had some demonic issues. We're praying for them right there in the corridor because the second service was starting to come in. We had to say, let's, let's go here in the back. You know, come out, you evil spirit. Right? That causes depression and suicide and all sorts of oppressions that we cannot tolerate. How can people be in the very house of God praising Jesus and have demonic issues and walk out the door with nothing changed? Tell your neighbor, I won't allow it. Yeah. Right? Because this thing is not about us, the pastors. The pastors and the leaders are supposed to equip the saints so that they can do the work. And this is why we are teaching what we're going to teach today. And so over the past few weeks, this is what we have been experiencing and what you can expect. One, revelation like never before. Your eyes being opened concerning the things of the Spirit. Number two, awareness of your status. Uh, most of the people are most aware concerning what their nationality is or their background. Most of the time you want to ask people, okay, where's your background? Where are you from? That's irrelevant. Ask me who I'm born of. I'm born of God. The word of God says, take heart, little children, because you hail from God. You, are, you come from God. You are citizens in heaven. And these things must be told to you until you receive them. When you receive the truth, that is when it's activated to work in your life. Everything that you don't know about does not work in your life. This thing is knowledge and awareness activated. You know many people are going to hell for nothing? Why? Because Jesus has already paid the price for them to go to heaven. Did you know that? And yet they will go to hell because of their ignorance. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You know this. I told you now. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to let them go? Or are you going to tell them? 
that there is a free gift, a free ticket that was made available for them. And then breaking out of demonic systems and cycles. We spoke about the impact of culture and law and all sorts of things that the enemy has put in place that makes sure that you end up in demonic possession or demonic activity when you just live a normal life. I was talking to someone the other day, no, yesterday, and they were telling me that at a funeral, what happens is you have to come and then you come with the, with the deceased body at the, at the graveyard and then you must first stop and ask at the graveyard if the ancestors will allow you in. And then the ancestors have a medium that is some kind of elder that says yes. Yes, they are saying we can go in. And, and you begin to now go in with a coffin. And you have to go in according to the age groups. Yeah, the eldest goes first and then, and then, and then, and then. The word of God says there is no fellowship between the living and the dead. These are all familiar spirits. But because it's infrastructurized into the culture, everyone is eating it like sweet. Sweet what? Potato pie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sweet potato pie. And so you have to break out of it. How many of you are Hereros? Just lift your hand. Okay? And you are still single, ne? When you get, <laughs> when you get married, they will call you. They can say, yeah, you are a Christian and all of that, but you must come to the holy fire. All right, let's keep going. And then you're deployed, you, you're supposed to be sent out to set others free. Okay? And that was just an example. That was just an example. Our culture starts in heaven. And sometimes the difficulty with those of us who have cultures with our, which are very entrenched in the demonic is you have to make a decision and say, if I'm going to become a Christian, it means I have to almost leave my culture. That's the difficulty. Many of us who don't have that, you just come straight. I received Jesus. And sometimes we must ask them, which culture are you from? <laughs> no, I'm from this and this culture. Do you realize that if you come to Christ, you must leave all that stuff behind you? Um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe let me go reconsider. Give us the next one. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Remember I explained in the first week what principalities are. Right? Against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is the reality. We wrestle against them. And you might not be aware of it, but it is, it is a force that is working against your life. You think, no, I'm just feeling very, very low, very depressed. Or I'm just feeling like everything doesn't work out. I might just try harder. There are forces. And if you are not ready to wrestle, then get ready to be beaten down and destroyed. Because the enemy is a street fighter, I said this morning. It's not like there are rules. Where's the ref? Where's the ref? The enemy, wait, man. You cannot, you cannot grab like that. He doesn't care. There's no ref. The ref is waiting for judgment day. And so when Jesus came into the synagogue, the demons spoke up through a man and they said, you Jesus of Nazareth, 
you have come before your time. Huh? You have come to torment us before our time. We know that this is the time when we have free reign to still do what we want to do. Unless if mankind or the church blocks us. But where are they? Nowhere. This is what the demons said. Because they know, they know. It says that the woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has been thrown down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short revelations. And so he's going out throughout the earth, bringing a great delusion, a great deception, destruction. Most of it you think, no, we've got very wonderful societies. Death is going on so much everywhere. Most of us, we spoke this morning with some guys, we have become so accustomed to being demonically oppressed or to being sick all the time or, or, or to just dying young. It's just part of life. We have become used to the oppressions of the devil and we have normalized it as standard. And if you are born again, you have to opt out and say, Nix, I'm out. I'm not playing that game. But if you don't opt out, you will just have the same journey as everyone. Your life as someone who is born again of God's spirit must be distinctly different from those who have no spirit of God in them. But this is a choice you must make. It doesn't just happen because you are sitting in church and say, there is power in the name. Mm -mm. It doesn't just happen like that. You have to make a decision. To opt out. And so today we're talking about the power of the name of Jesus. Give us the next one. This was what was spoken concerning Jesus in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. It says, she will bear a son, the Virgin Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus. The name Jesus is the Greek version of Yeshua in Hebrew. Yeshua or Joshua. It means salvation. So when we say, in the name of Jesus, we are saying, in the name of salvation. Right? For he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Because God is with us now. God is with us. Names carry meaning. Names carry power. Names carry meaning. Names carry power. Philippians 2 verse 8. It says, and being found, let's read it together. And being found in human form. Stop. First one, human form. These are the elements that will lead to the reason why Jesus received the name that is above every name. One, he was incarnated. Jesus could not come and redeem mankind if he was not incarnated because of the principle of the high priest. You cannot have a high priest who is not like you. He must be from your tribe. He must experience what you experience so that he can represent you properly. And the Bible says we have not a high priest that is not touched by the feeling of our infirmity. We have a high priest that understands all our weaknesses. He was tempted at every point, yet without sin, even to the point of death. And so he was made in human form. He humbled himself. My son. <laughs> He that is preaching here. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, therefore, God has highly exalted who? Jesus. 
God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name. Not a name, the name. The specific, there is only one name that is higher than every other name. It's not a name. One of the names. Give him one, one of the names that is higher than... No, there is only one name. Why am I emphasizing this? Because you use the name. You are called after this name. You pray for your food. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this food. And yet you don't know that you are using the name. This is the name. That, and it says, the name that is above every name. Meaning, it puts his personality above everyone else. If you fear the president, how much more the Lord Jesus Christ? Right? If you have respect for the royal family from the UK, you come with all your cameras and everything when, when her son Harry is in Namibia. Everyone running around, but if they say, come and see Jesus. You must realize who this is. Above every name. So that. So he's given the name that's above every name. So that. At the name of Jesus, how many knees? Every knee should, not shall, should. It is an imperative. It must happen. If you don't want to bow to Jesus, we are telling you, you should. Why? He carries the name that is above every other name. This is why we have a mandate to go to people. And it says, God commands men everywhere. In the past, he was patient with them, allowing sins to be covered by the blood of bulls and goats. But in this time, God is commanding men everywhere to repent. Not asking them, would you like maybe to repent tonight? Are you ready maybe to receive Jesus? He's telling you, you better come or you will see. Do you understand? When people stand before God, they will realize what it is. To be in front of the consuming fire. Right? Every knee should bow. Where? In? And? And? Ways under the earth. Where? In hell. <laughs> Ways under the earth and in the sea. We spoke in the first week about the fact that there are realms. that are not, it's, These are not geographical locations. The earth is not just the earth. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So therefore, if you are using the name of Jesus, where is your authority jurisdiction? In heaven. And? And? Yes. Can you see the power that you are wielding? If it says, you have been given the name that is above every other name, use it now. Where do I use it? If I bind anything on earth, it will be bound in heaven. Any demon that comes out of the beneath and says, I am from beneath, I am not coming out of this vessel. You say to him, I have the name that is above every name. You are coming out now. And he says, I will not come. You are coming out. You know, because we spoke about the authority of the believer, and I remember a testimony of the one lady, and she, she was being taught, how, because she grew up in the traditional church where it's like, you know, you just, you always, everything is quiet, and very, uh, when you're dealing with that devil, you need to now shout that devil down. And say, no, but authority carries the quietness, and you can just say, shh, devil, uh, you are not there yet. Jesus was there, but some of us, we need to shout first. <laughs> we need to shout that. <laughs> right? 
And I remember we got a puppy now at home. We got a puppy, a dog. He's, how old is he? A year old now? Paddington. And Paddington, the whole family loves Paddington, but Paddington makes a mess everywhere. And so I'm not so close with Paddington. <laughs> anyway, in my culture, you know, dogs don't live in the house. But it, you know when you get married. So Paddington live in the house. So from the beginning, I'm trying to tell Paddington, Paddington not here. Right? Pah! Paddington not here. Paddington not here. Now, I just say to Paddington, Paddington. <laughs> and Paddington goes out. Right? In the beginning, you have to shout. But as you are beginning to establish your authority as a believer, using this name, you must get into the place where you can look at someone and the devil comes out. Yes. Yes. And we are getting to that place, I'm telling you. I'm, and when, when I say these things, I am prophesying my way into it. You need to know how to move in the realm of the Spirit. You enter in by words. Yeah? If, you, if any of you have been married, you understand. You enter into marriage by words. You enter into your salvation how? If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believing in your heart, you enter in by words because with confession, salvation is made unto. Yeah? You, 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 you are brought into, you are brought into salvation through your confession. This is why you say, I am healed. Because you are entering into it. So when you say, I am no longer going to be struggling with these kind of things, I'm coming out in the midst of while you are struggling. So this is where the authority is, is, is vested in you to operate in these realms. Do you understand, church? This is why I don't want people to call me. 11 o'clock at night, pastor. <laughs> good, good evening, how are you, pastor? I greet you in the blessed name of our Lord Jesus. I'm, get to the point, my dear. Yes, pastor, there is here a demon manifesting in so-and-so in our connect group. Why are you having connected 11? But anyway, in our connect, can you quickly come? This number does not exist on MTC's network. What needs to happen is somebody in that place who is a believer, who has the spirit of God in them, needs to rise up and say, I am here. Is that clear? This, this will begin to happen. Right? Sometimes you went for a wedding there in the north, deep, deep in the north, <laughs> right? You went for a wedding. Now you are there and somebody is manifesting because they are sitting next to someone who is full of the spirit. What do you do? You need to take action and say, uh, brother, quickly come and pray with me. Hold this person. You carry them in the other heart. Deliver them. <laughs> yes. They come out speaking in tongues, another person. It's our mandate. Jesus said, when you come to a house, declare to them the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he said to them, if anyone is sick there, heal the sick. If anyone is, is demon-possessed, cast out demons. If there are any lepers, cleanse the lepers. Freely you have received. Now freely give. Now you are there saying, no Lord, let's call the Lord. The Lord send you there. Don't call the Lord. Oh Lord, Lord come now and Lord, no. He has given you authority so that you stand in his place saying this is as if Jesus is saying it. So listen to me. 
and so that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Father. So the first one is that authority is vested in persons. Authority is vested in persons. This is why on earth, human beings have authority. But then when you receive that name, you are operating over. Over the authorities of men. This is why on Monday nights when we have intercession here, we pray for the government. We pray for the president. When they are bringing out new laws, we say, no, we, we bind that. We do not allow that. If you come in and you don't know these things, you'll think, what kind of manipulations is this? <laughs> this is the mandate that the church has received. Why? The city is the way it is because of us. If we were mature, the, ch the city would be different. Right? Let's read together. This is Colossians. We read it last time. He is the image, Jesus, of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and and he is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body. Stop. This is huge. You see how he's mounting up and saying, Jesus is this, Jesus is this. Then he attaches you to his body. What he's doing there is saying, if Jesus is he's the, he's before all things, what is his body? Do any of you have a separate privilege or identity to your body than your head gets? No. If your head lives in a certain house, which house does your body live in? The same house. If your head drives in a certain car, which car does your body drive in? The same one. So therefore, if he's saying that Jesus, the head, the head has this, he is saying the body is carrying with it also all this mandate and power. This is why when you get born again, you are not just saying, I, I'd like to be a member of this club. You are becoming another person, another being. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Hi. This is the new creation. Jesus is the first one coming out from, from the dead as, as being the righteousness of God, bringing out a new race of sons. Everyone born under Adam is cursed under Adam, doomed to death. Everyone that's born again is born under Christ, doomed to glory, so that in everything Jesus might be preeminent or supreme supreme give us the next one so authority is vested in the personhood in the personality of jesus matthew 28 verse 18 jesus after his resurrection he was about to ascend before he sent his disciples 11 of them because judas killed himself and so what happened is they came to receive the last instructions from jesus he said to them all authority i these are the guys that were running away on the night that Jesus was betrayed. Denying him till the chickens cry out, it's him, it's him. Right? They were so afraid. Jesus said to them, all authority has been given, now go. From that point when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, they were defying authorities and saying, you murdered him. 
And we testify, we are witnesses that he has been raised from the dead. The apostle Paul said this. He said, I must go before Caesar. Not Caesar Namanja. <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> Caesar. Right? I must go before Caesar, the Roman emperor. He was God on earth that time. Right? And what about you? Just to preach to your friend. <laughs> Lord, help me with you. You have to go to preach to great authorities. It says that the principalities and the authorities in the unseen realm will be taught by the church the manifold wisdom of God. That through the church, we will begin to, to radiate the wisdom of God. This is who you are. You are not just Joe Blow believer. You are not just another person. You have been born of God. Authority is vested in persons. And so Jesus is not Jesus Christ as a surname. Many times, many people have this idea. Jesus Christ is a surname. So it's like Jesus Christ. Philip Camp, and others were there. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ means the Messiah. The anointed one is the identifier. Okay? So, one thing that I must emphasize here is this trend that's going around the world. OMG. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. In Africans? Yes. Sir. Yes. Sir. I was debating with somebody the other day to tell him, yes, actually means Jesus. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't interrupt my friend. Right? And so we are explaining to people that the infrastructure is in the culture. You just follow what they say in the movies, you'll end up blaspheming God. And so we must cease this thing because the agenda of the enemy is to dilute this name. Do you see them doing it for Muhammad? Do you see them? Buddha? Damn Buddha. You, you don't hear it in any Krishna, you don't hear any of that. It's only this name. Why? Because they know they are trying to devalue, they are trying to water down. So that you that always used to say, oh, when you are trying to pray, in the name of Jesus, it's not working. Why? Because you are devaluing that name all along. Let that name be special in your mouth. If your wife and your children say those words, tell them, not with me. Not with me. Not in our family. And you hear it so much, I'm telling you. Right? And so which Jesus is it? Because the name is about the character behind. It's not just about the words. It's about who is the person behind it. Right? Many of us, we say, in Jesus' name. Like it's a magic word. At the end of the sentence, in Jesus' name. It's like a period. It's become like a, a punctuation mark. You end your prayer with, in Jesus' name. You don't even understand that it means as if Jesus were saying it. You know, if we begin to understand who this Jesus is, many of the things that we struggle with will just vanish. Will just vanish. Will just vanish. And so I went online and I got some pictures of other Jesuses. This one here is a PhD, Jesus Dominguez. Yeah? The one with the blue tie, his name is Jesus Ramirez. And then the police officer, his name is 
Jesus Cordova. <laughs> That's just like such a police. <laughs> Captain Cordova. <laughs> anyway, and then the soccer player, Jesus Gabriel. Right? If you don't know who is behind that name and you don't believe in Jesus the way you should, you might as well be praying in the names of these guys. In the name of Jesus, Ramirez. <laughs> I bless this food unto our bodies in the name of Cordova. Yeah, yeah, because it's the same effect. Right? It's not about the Jesus word. It's about who you are talking about. And it seems in the unseen realm, everyone recognizes who this Jesus is. And they know the power of this name. But on earth, among Christians, the value and the validity and the strength of this name is, is not highly regarded. It stops tonight. It stops tonight. Next, power in that name. The stone which the builders rejected, Acts 4 verse 11. This is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation or soteria in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that salvation there is not just salvation from hell. It is salvation from sickness. It is salvation from demons. It is salvation from addictions. It is salvation from oppression. Every kind of thing that you need to be free from. It's the name of Jesus that sets you free. And many of us has, have omitted the power of the name of Jesus in certain areas of our lives because we have only allowed it in the area of going to heaven. I remember I used to have these pains here in my side. Oh. And I said this morning, you can't let, if your wife is studying medicine, you can't let her see you, otherwise you'll be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and with us men, we don't go to the doctor until we are like at the point of... <laughs> At the point of, you know. Anyway, go to the doctor. <laughs> anyway, so then these pains. Wah! And I learned that you must use the name of Jesus. So I used to say in Jesus' name, I command this pain out of my life. I said it for a couple of months. Gone, 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 gone. I'm fine now. I'm fine now. Right? You need to use this name. Do you know that the whole earth is intelligent, including your body. They can perceive you. It's like there is a consciousness, an awareness. So that when, when we pray for people to be healed, we, we speak to their body. And we speak to the mountain. We speak to the pain. You say, ay, 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 these weird things from this pastor again. In the book of Mark, Jesus speaks to a tree. He says, he comes there and he tries to get fig trees and there's nothing. And he says, no one will ever eat figs from you again. And he leaves. And the disciples, the disciples heard him and they were like, <laughs> what kind of weirdness is this? Right? Then they go into Jerusalem. When they came out the day later, the whole tree was withered. And Peter said, Master, the tree that you spoke to and cursed, it withered. And he said, have the faith of God. If any man shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, 
then you will have whatsoever he saith. Do you believe that? Do you? Huh. We will see. Yeah. Yeah, because we sing it, we read it. But are we living it? So therefore, when you see a situation approaching, it doesn't matter. I remember a time when there was something wrong with my pipes at home. The whole thing was starting to come out in the... And I spoke to those pipes. I said, clear off. I, I don't have money now to pay the plumbers. <laughs> clear off in the name of Jesus. Next day, the things were open. Working, 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 working. And then your wife looks at you. <laughs> and you must be willing to be weird. Some of you are saying, oh, this guy is so weird. I think you are weird. Yeah? You need to begin to graduate. From Jesus, love me, this I know. For the Bible tell me so. In the night I pray like this. And when the devil comes to visit you. <laughs> no, you got to be able to say something. I remember the story is told of Smith Wigglesworth. Eh? Smith Wigglesworth. You, do you know Smith Wigglesworth? From, from the early 1800s. Mighty man of God. He was a plumber. And he, miracles. He raised his wife from the dead twice. She had to say, stop it, please. I want to go. Next time, don't raise him. Right? They called him the apostle of faith. He said, if God doesn't move, I'll make him move. This is how bold the man was. Right? He would punch people where the disease was. He was controversial. Yeah? If you've got a big lump here, please pray for my cancer. <laughs> Healed. Right? He said, I'm... I'm punching the disease and the person is in the way <laughs> right but they got healed and it, the story is told of how he was lying in his bed one night and the devil appeared at his bed at the foot of his bed and he woke up and he looked down and he said oh it's just you <laughs> <laughs> and he went back to sleep the devil was like <laughs> yeah I don't have time to waste on you. Right? The word of God says, the word of God says, the God, the God of peace, Romans 16, 19. Huh? It says, be excellent in what is good, be innocent in evil. And what, it says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Underneath your feet. One small youth child can be more powerful than some great deacon that has been in church for centuries. Right? If they can just take that name of Jesus and dare devils. Say, come, do what you want. No, we can't. We can't. What if the devil hears us? We can't talk with him. What if the devil hears us? Let him hear us! Are we supposed to be skittish around the devil? No way. Defeated foe. Defeated foe. And you say, oh, oh, Pastor, be careful. You, you can. James, the book of James says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you do not resist him, he will not flee. You will entertain him. Yeah, Mr. Devil, here's some tea and coffee. Just don't, <laughs> don't make your footprints anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you can't have that. Cast out, cast out, cast out. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Mark 16. In my name, number one, they will cast out devils. 
<laughs> Come on. It's like evicting someone who didn't pay rent. If you are too nice to them, you have to be nice to them as a Christian. But if you are too nice to them, they will not move out. They will tell you, just two more weeks, sir. Every time, two more weeks. Just another way. You must come there. It's not two more weeks. Out, out. You just start throwing the things. Pew. Sorry, I know that families have gone through that. It's not. But in the realm of the spirit, <laughs> you don't have that kind of compassion. In the natural, yes. Are you with me? Please don't write on my Facebook page. <laughs> this pastor, you need to. Yeah. Okay. There's a name that is given among men by which we must be rescued. If you are in any situation, don't despair. Refuse to despair. I remember that, hey, I'm going off a bit. But I must tell you this, the Holy Spirit encouraged me. The, I remember the testimony of a lady, her husband had a stroke. Her husband had a stroke. They used to be in the prayer ministry, yeah, receiving focus. Her husband had a stroke. He, he was taken to the hospital. The stroke was so severe, the doctors did the, the scan. 15% of his brain is already dead. He said, he will never walk again. He will never ever uh, horse ride. And all. She, the woman didn't cry. She's the, her, the wife now. She said, I refuse to cry. This is not what will, the first report is not the last report. She went home, got all his pictures, riding horses, running, and all, put it all over the ICU pages, all, all over the ICU walls. And started speaking to him. Say, you are like this, not like this. <laughs> Listen to me. You will be like this. You see here, the guy is in a coma. <laughs> you, you will walk. You will and then what happened? A week later, he walked out. And what was amazing is, when they went to do the CAT scan, after he came back a week later to check if he's fine, his brain is still damaged. He says, this guy must not be alive with this brain. But you are, defying, you are defying the laws of nature because you use the name that is above every, every other name. That is above every other name. You must gain a confidence. It will make you bold. It will make you bold. Give us the next one. We saw that scripture. Give us the next one. So now you, you need to use the name. It, the worst thing is receiving something, a, a gift, a wonderful gift. You gave someone a car, a car, for instance. Every day you see them walking. Where is the car I gave you? It's packed. I washed it even yesterday. Why are you not using it? No, because I appreciate it. No, the appreciation of the gift is in the use thereof. So if we've received the name of Jesus, let us not cry in situations that hit. Let us use the name of Jesus. Right? Now, you have to use the name of Jesus with knowledge and with honor. In Acts 19, a group of Jews, they were traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits, and they tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. And the seven sons of Shiva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied. Have you ever been in a situation where the evil spirit replies? They reply. And sometimes they will tell you, we saw you yesterday. You are with that other girl. And you are like, shh. <laughs> and come out. 
Yeah. It's, it's dirty tricks, Moss. What kind of street fight? Right? The evil spirit replied. He says, Paul, I know. I know Jesus. I know Paul, but who are you? And then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. And then on top of it, the story went trending. What happened spread quickly throughout all of Ephesus to the Jews and the Greeks alike, in the churches and in the temples of the prostitutes. A solemn fear descended on the city, and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Use this name, but use it with knowledge and with honor. And if the devil replies to you, just practicals, if the devil replies to you and says, no, you know, no, no, you'll say, I don't care what you have to say, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Okay, then use the name with faith. I'm going to run through the story quickly. This is the story of Peter and John at the beautiful gate of the temple. They found a man who was crippled from birth. And what happened? He was asking for alms, alms for the poor. Money for the poor. And they said, silver and gold we don't have with us. But what we have, do you see? Not, we will ask the Lord if maybe it is his will for you to be removed from the street here and be moved into a place where you can leap and joy. No, they said, what we have. What do you have? You have the same thing that Peter and John have. Tell your neighbor, what do you have? And answer your neighbor, the name of Jesus. Right? Because this is what they said. What we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. The man gained strength, rose and started leaping and jumping and rejoicing. They got in trouble for that. And what happened? They called them and said, stop preaching in this name. And they beat them. They flogged them. They said, we cannot stop preaching in this name. You must judge for yourselves whether we must follow God or whether we must follow men. And in this case, we will follow God and we'll continue preaching in this name. And they said to the people, why do you look at us as if by our own power and godliness we made this man to walk? It was faith in the name of Jesus that made, the, made him strong. Can you use the name of Jesus? Do you have faith in that name? Are you sure? How will we know? You know how we'll know? When you pray for someone who is sick, Nah? and they get healed, then at that time you had faith in that name. If you pray for them, and they didn't get healed, tan, tan, tan. <laughs> don't freak out, you are growing. Some things trouble your faith because you don't think that Jesus' name in your mouth. That's the issue. It's not that you don't have faith in the name of Jesus. It's you, you don't have faith in the name of Jesus in your mouth. The name of Jesus is powerful, but in your mouth you say, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you see, because your issue is not with the name of Jesus, it's with you. It's with you. You need to change that attitude and begin to say, I am more than a conqueror. You need to see yourself casting out demons. And many times it will happen in your dreams first. You see yourself ministering to the sick, coming out, you know. Many times in your imagination, while you are parking, in, while you are standing in the, in, the, in the queue of the bank. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> because in your imaginations, you are playing out 
You casting out demons. You healing the sick. Why? Because your mind is being renewed. Give us the, the last one. And use the name of Jesus without giving up. John 14, it says that if you have faith, if you believe in me, put on for us the scripture on the other side. If you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. It's fine. Don't worry. And then it says, so this is what Jesus said. He that believes in me, the works that I do, you will do also. What did Jesus do? He raised the dead, he healed the sick, he walked on water, he stilled the wind, he did all these things. He emptied himself of his godness so that he could operate under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. This is the same thing that you must be operating under. Have you, have you accepted that? Mm. Or do you accept it only at the level of the pastor? And then he says, when whatsoever you ask in my name, I will... Do it. I will do it. Give us the last one so that we can end. And so there are accidents that have been stopped with this name. I remember people going, they were driving, the brakes were failing, going towards a bunch of cows. And the wife said, Jesus! And they were on the other side of the cows. And the unbelievers will say, mm, it's a lie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Enjoy. Then, I remember someone, and this was in Stellenbosch, a lady told me she was almost raped. Right? The guy was on top of her. She said, Jesus! Boom! He was thrown back like 30 meters. She escaped. Right? We remember the story of, told of somebody here the, waiting for the taxi. And then two guys were coming. Hey, hey, hey. She said, Jesus! Jesus! The guys were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That name provokes angels. It's the name they answer. You got to use it. No, don't be like, no, guys, no, guys, no. You use that name. You use that name. Till that guy can't handle it. Even if they take you. I remember the one time I was abducted. Hey, 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 I was still in high school. I didn't know some of these things. I was on the way, Hawkland Road, on the way to game, walking. Then a minivan stopped next to the road. Three guys. And they're like, where are you going? No, I'm going here to game. No, get in. <laughs> you remember that story on MDC? Just say no. <laughs> I didn't say no. I got in. Hi, guys. <laughs> then the one guy came to the back with a knife like this. He said, nah, yeah, now we got him. He said, you are the one who beat my brother last week. I said, which brother? <laughs> which, which brother? <laughs> no, it's him, it's him, yeah, it's him. No, it's not me. <laughs> right? I uh, started praying. <laughs> today, today we'll... Uh, stay on that, man. This is the driver. Just tap him. What are you? <laughs> when they came there, I thought maybe they'll drop me off at game. They turned, they turned to the side of CTM. Oh, I thought, oh Lord. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. end of the day, I'm praying. I'm praying, no, 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 it's not me. No, no. They dropped me off there at Seidorov. They took my mom's money. 
that she sent me to buy to buy the fish at game, huh? at value. And then I walked back all the way from Sedaro, praising God. You know, I'm <laughs> rescued from the pit of death. You know, praising God. And when I came, I had a savings account, a Bob account at that time. You know, so I didn't tell my mom that I was abducted. I just withdrew the money from my account, bought the fish, and delivered it at home. Right? These things will come, but when they come, use this name. Don't hesitate. Use this name. This name works for miracles. It works for healings. It's what saves people. It's what brings restoration in marriages and families. Use this name. Give us the last one. Guys, I'm, I'm going a little bit over time. I'm really sorry. Yeah? So, so, must apologize for this. We are in a you know, international church. <laughs> so, last one. Philip, come here. Now, this, this thing is a legal term here, power of attorney. If you're going to leave town or if you're going to leave the country, you must leave a power of attorney for somebody who can handle your account, handle your, you know, but someone you trust, right? It's the same way. Jesus left us and he left us his power of attorney in this name. So that if you have the power of attorney of someone, you can go in the bank and remove all their money. In their name. In the same way, this name of Jesus, you act on behalf of Jesus. Do you understand? So when you say, in the name of Jesus, it's not a, a, a phrase of magic. You are saying, as if Jesus is saying it. This is what you are saying. It's almost better now to change your prayer and say, I pray, Father, I pray for beauty. She's going to, to Netherlands. We pray a blessing over her. As if Jesus is saying it. Amen. It is a better way. To articulate what is actually happening. When you're casting out demons, you say in the name of Jesus, you must say, come out. Because it's as if Jesus is saying it. Because I'm standing in his place, power of attorney. Eh? Then the next thing is, when you, get, when you get married, what do you get? You get the husband's name. I know that women don't do this anymore. Eh? The modern, modern woman. They don't get the guy's name anymore. But when you get the guy's name, you, your life ends. <laughs> it's true <laughs> your life, that's why you guys don't want to take our name your life ends then you come into my life right then I'm, you, are, you are covered under my life everything my honor is your honor everything that's why when we were identified with Christ if any man is where in Christ we received our old life died there we were married to the Lord and we now have the life of Christ that is working in us so that when we speak and do things, we are doing it as if we are married to the Lord Jesus Christ. you understand? And then, the second thing is, when you get married nowadays, they don't do it anymore. But, you must be married in community of property. Now, I'm married in community of property just because when I wanted to tell my wife about anti-nuptial contract, and stuff, she just had anti-divorce something. <laughs> I said... Forget that paper. Let me, let me snatch this girl before someone else does. Right? And you need to, we need to get married in community because that means what belongs to Christ belongs to me. He says we are joint as. Joint, not co. Not 50-50. No, 100-100. This means when Jesus goes to the bank to sign, he has to call me to come and co-sign to release the deal. This is why we pray. Do you understand? 
Now, when you have this name, live in this name, live in this reality. I'm trying to make you aware concerning what we have received so that once we are aware of it, we can operate in it. We have not received the spirit of the world which makes us again slaves to fear, but we have received the spirit which is from God so that we might become aware of the things which have been freely given us of God. And when you are aware of what you have been given, then you begin to operate in it. Do you understand? Have you ever received a very fancy cell phone? How long does it take you to discover how the whole thing works? It's a few days at least, huh? especially if you transition. And what happens? The benefits of the phone are always there, but you might not be aware of it. And then you only SMS. And they ask you, why don't you call me? No, I, my phone can't call. But and I come, your phone can call, but you just don't know better. My people perish because they just ignorant. And so in the word, we are releasing to you wisdom and telling you who you are. Stand. <laughs> and telling you who you are so that you might begin to approach life in a different way. So that every crisis that hits is not a problem for you because you've got the name that is above every other name. Right? Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands to the Lord. I just want to break certain things of people's lives tonight in that name. There are people here, you are struggling with addictions, you are struggling with nightmares. There are people here, you are struggling with so many things in your life. Immorality, you are struggling to break certain cycles and sexual sin and things. And that name of Jesus was given us to set the captives free. There are some of you, low self-esteem, poverty, systemic poverty. Some of you, it's diseases, the family diseases. Others, everyone dies early. One of you in the siblings must die because the parent died early. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, every demonic plan of the enemy. Every assignment of the enemy against the lives of the people of God. Right now, I command you, come out of their lives in Jesus' name. I command you now, cease your work in the name of Jesus. Every bondage, every kind of chain, I break your power now in the name of Jesus Christ. Rako shantele Libra in Talabarosa Kamayashentele Barabayakado. Ribala Mantola Presakishandarabab. Be set free right now where you are. Receive your freedom. The name of Jesus is pronounced over you. Be set free right now. Refuse to be in bondage. Refuse to get used to being in bondage. Refuse to accept the being in bondage. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare change tonight. In the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft spell that has been brought against families that are represented here, we uproot it in the name of Jesus. Right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord. There is no love in fear. Perfect love casts out fear. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I pray for people who struggle with panic and anxiety. In the name of Jesus, be set free right now. Right now. Right now. 
right now. If that's you, if you identify, just take a deep breath. In the name of Jesus, be set free tonight. In the name of Jesus. If there's disease in your body tonight, I speak right now to that disease. In the name of Jesus, I command you, you disease, come out of their bodies. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of infirmity, come out of their bodies. Leave their bodies now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority. We take authority tonight. Father, I declare something starts tonight, Lord God. Chains are falling in the realm of the Spirit, Lord God. People are being set free like never before. In the name of Jesus. That they will not be able to experience the past anymore. Because Jesus is setting them free. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for everyone here tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you are working in our hearts and in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that as we leave here tonight, there will just be uh, heaviness lifting of people, Lord God. Depression leaves today in Jesus' name. Depression leaves today in Jesus' name. I pray blessings, Father, over your people. I thank you, Lord, that revelation is breaking out, that they will no longer cower at the voice of the enemy, that they'll listen to your truth and be walking in favor and grace and power, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord, that as we leave tonight, your blessing will be upon us in our workplaces, Lord God, in our families, Lord God, upon our children, Lord God, upon our finances, Lord, in our studies, Father. Favor upon favor upon favor upon favor upon favor upon favor upon favor in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shout, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.